Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight's devotion in Matthew chapter 6 follows on from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. The big, big sermon, important message. And so when Jesus starts talking about taking stock of our acts of righteousness, it makes sense because he's just been teaching people about what true righteousness is in his sermon. But there's something deep in tonight's gospel that causes great, great confusion amongst Christians. You see, as a Reformation uh, church, any, any talk of rewards from God can get uh, evangelical uh, Christians right on edge. We swing from feeling like poor, miserable sinners to the great news of forgiveness in Christ that has nothing to do with our own good works but comes to us through the grace of our Father in Jesus' death and resurrection for us. We know this. So how on earth can the Bible say that if you serve others in secret, you'll merit a reward from God? Isn't that works righteousness? The issue for us in 2013 is that we often draw very straight, direct lines between the culture of the ancient world and the world that we live in today. And that means that you can be blinded, absolutely blinded, by the culture that you're enmeshed in. So how does our culture understand rewards? How do you understand meriting any kind of reward? Well, I think that rewards, we think that rewards come through hard work, they come through excellence, they come through going the extra mile. Rewards for us are are most often framed within an economic relationship between us, even sometimes, and the Lord. So, for example, you work for a day and you receive your reward, which is a day's pay. Go the extra mile, do something that the culture deems excellent and praiseworthy and you might be noticed and recognised, maybe with a certificate, maybe with public recognition, maybe even a monetary reward. If you're the best in your field, you can expect financial rewards or maybe some kind of bonus. Put money in the offering plate, God will bless you with abundant finances. Matthew 6 isn't talking about rewards through any kind of economic relationship, completely off the mark. What the Lord is speaking about doesn't flow from commerce. It's got nothing to do with the economy or receiving some kind of payment for your good works in the world or your earnest prayers or your earnest fasting. The rewards that Jesus speaks of transcend cultural norms, absolutely blow them out of the water. What Jesus is speaking of has everything to do with a father-child relationship. So when Jesus speaks about rewards, he's speaking through the lens of a family relationship, the heavenly relationship between God your Father and you as his absolutely precious child. Can you see the difference between an economic, commercial relationship and a family relationship? That's the big difference. It places everything in a completely different perspective and in a whole new plane. And yet while this is an absolutely beautiful reality, it's so countercultural that it turns our thinking upside down. You see, the thing is that it's not sinful to want to be noticed. It's not sinful to actually want to be rewarded. Might sound strange to Lutherans, I'm not sure. It's not sinful. That desire comes to you because you're created and formed to be noticed and rewarded from your heavenly Father. So that is a natural desire to want to be noticed and want to be rewarded. But our flesh takes this desire and it distorts it 
into an idol of pride and self-glorification. It makes something wonderful ugly. It makes something beautiful tarnished by seeking attention and the affirmation of people. So last night, uh, it was about 5.30 at our place and, um, and the TV went on and there was a, there was a talk show on with a uh, popular Hollywood celebrity being interviewed. And the hostess said, I know you're an ambassador for UNICEF. You've heard of UNICEF, Fly Qantas, they're always collecting money for UNICEF. So we want to support that cause, she said on the talk show. We want to support UNICEF, great, wonderful cause. And the guy being interviewed, he was genuinely grateful. He's an ambassador for UNICEF, but he had to do something before the money would be given to UNICEF. You wouldn't believe what he had to do. A big uh, jack-in-the-beanstalk ladder had been set up on the set and so he had 30 seconds to climb up a rope ladder and take off as many leaves as he could and those, each leaf, uh, leaf had... Uh, $1,000 printed on it. So he had 30 seconds to climb the rope ladder in front of the crowd, get as many leaves as he could and however many he managed to gather, then this, uh, this talk show uh, lady um, would actually donate that amount of money to UNICEF. So after the 30 seconds, he climbed down, they counted how many of the leaves he managed to get and that's how much money they got. So I think it was $9,000. And the crowd... It was amazing. They were, actually, they were going wild. They were applauding and clapping and, and shouting out as he went up the ladder and the poor guy is forced up this rope ladder right up to where the lights are. Jesus says, So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honoured by people. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You know, in the world, what happened on that TV set, that's standard fare. We ought to not be surprised by that, right? That the Allen show does this big thing and uh, has all the leaves and, and the set and uh, all elaborate kind of set up. We wouldn't be surprised at that. They also get people to sit on top of uh, big water tanks and throw balls and dunk them in the water and that's how they get their money for their cause. We're not surprised by that. But yet in the church of Jesus Christ, the same thing actually infects like a virus, a really bad virus. It infects the church and it robs children of God like you and me of intimacy with our Father in heaven. Instead of desiring the reward of our Heavenly Father's closeness and attention and delight in us, which is the reward, that's the reward by the way, we're willing to settle for the applause of public notice. And Jesus says tonight, if you're willing to do that, that's where the reward ends when you do things inspired by your sinful flesh. Because whether you're willing to admit it or not, the goal is always that people would make much of us. We're noticed by people. We get the pat on the back and who knows, maybe even some very special public recognition and it all ends abruptly there as far as God is concerned. Whose notice do you desire? Is it enough if people notice the things you do and acknowledge you, even the things you're involved in in the life of the church? Or do you recognise in yourself a desire that cries out from within you for the closeness and intimacy of God your Father. 
and receiving the loving notice, receiving the attention of our Father doesn't require us to go underground or willfully trying to hide everything that we do from others. Don't have to, when it says in secret, doesn't mean you have to go underground. That's more of a false humility than anything else because you, you know that you can hide everything from others and still secretly hope in your heart that people find out about it and acknowledge you. The human heart will go to great lengths for glory. In fact, the key isn't in anything you can do but what you receive from the Lord. Keeping your left hand from knowing what your right hand is doing, doing things privately is a work of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's the fruit of faith empowered by the Holy Spirit, turning away from the rewards and recognition often offered by the world, not in the sense that you can never receive a thank you from someone, don't have to swing, the, the pendulum often swings from out here right to the other side. doesn't mean that you can't graciously say thank you when someone compliments you. But because your sense of worth and your purpose and your identity isn't tied up in the praise of men and women, it changes everything. You're enlightened by the Holy Spirit. You seek his heavenly, heavenly rewards of your Father. You recognise that in Christ you already have your Father's favour. Your life is inseparably connected to the life of Jesus Christ crucified and raised for you which means that when you give, when you serve, when you pray, when you fast, everything you do in fact, you do as a person who is in Christ, as a justified and sanctified child of God. Everything done in Christ pleases God the Father and you're in him. The Father sees you and he notices you. The Father sees you and notices you. He is impressed. He sees his child washed in the blood of the Lamb. He doesn't see you as some distant relative looking at an old photo. Your Father in heaven sees you as a real living present Father sees his child. As I look at my daughter right now, so the Father sees you. And so by his spirit we we cry, Abba, Father, Dad. Know tonight that in the counterculture of your faith in Jesus, and it is a counterculture, you're not invisible. Your life doesn't go unnoticed. Your desire for affirmation isn't overlooked. You've been made with a desire to be noticed. You were created with that desire. And you are noticed by an absolutely thrilled audience of one. An absolutely thrilled audience of one. One who draws near his children to you and makes his face to shine upon you. And that is such a wonderful reward. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and keep them safe in Christ Jesus our Lord and our Saviour. Amen.